Hi, my name is Rhonda Minga, and I would like to welcome you today to Freedom Ministries in Crossed, Arkansas. I invite you to connect with us online at freedomministriescrossed.com. Now let's take the time to pray before we tune in to today's message. Lord, I lift you up, and I just pray that you draw us by your Spirit. I pray that you show us your Word. You give us great and mighty revelations of who you are and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good morning. Welcome back to Discipleship Class. Thank you all for coming. Thank you guys for tuning in. We are talking about the vision of Freedom Ministries. Can anybody shout out and tell me what the vision is? Come on! Know how to live in 100% victory, 100% of the time, over 100% of the enemy, and teach someone else how to do the same. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Last week, we're going to just review for a minute. Last week, we looked at Habakkuk 2, where he says to write the vision and make it plain so that he who sees it can run with it. And so he, that is grabbing a hold of the vision and going with it, right? Um, we talked about if there's no vision, then the, there's, there's lawlessness. There's just whatever. Amen? And how a church or a ministry, a God-ordained ministry, because there is a difference between a church and a ministry. Um, and, it, and they're both needed. I'm not saying one is better than the other. I'm nothing like that. But in a ministry, there is a vision. There is a word that God has spoken, and this is what he wants declared in this land from this ministry and and there's lots of visions there's lots of ministries because God is a multifaceted God and there's a lot of stuff he needs to get done and he has appointed people to be in and I always say that no matter if you are called to be in a ministry then no matter how wonderful that church or that ministry is over there, if that is not where you are called to be, you're not going to get everything you need in it, no matter how wonderful it is. So you, we need to get in the place where God has called us to be. And, and I'm, hey, some, if you, want, if you want to go everywhere, well, whatever. But there's some of us where God has called us to be in a specific place. And whenever we get there and we get rooted and grounded in that, then we will flourish in the courts of the Lord. God will just do all kinds of things in our lives. He will, we will start stepping into our destiny, the, the very purpose that he has put me here. That's going to come about in all of that right there. So see, it's, it's more than just going to church. It's a whole lot more than just going to church. Get in that place where God has ordained you to be and then flourish in that place. Thank you, Jesus. And I am excited and happy and, and just overjoyed that he saw fit to put us together in this type of vision. Because this vision, really, to learn how to live 100% victory over 100% of the circumstances over 100% of the devil, 100% of the time, goes into every single aspect of your life. Everything, it doesn't miss anything. And my goodness, to show someone else how I got free from fear, or I got free from addiction, or I got free from looking for love in all the wrong places. You know, there's how I got free from religion. That's a big one. Because we're raised up in it, and we think that it's right. What is that sound? Oh. Oh. Case being case, y'all are different. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, 
you was talking about getting somewhere, you know, in your flourish. In Psalms 92, it yeah. says, He that's planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of yes. their gods. Let's look at that, Psalms 92, because it is so good. It is such a good verse. Psalms 92, is it 12 and 13? Uh, 13. It says, those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall bear fruit, which is what we are after, is bearing fruit. We got to bear fruit. Fruit, the word fruit means um, something you can eat and receive sustenance from it. And so my life, if I do this right here, then my life is going to bear fruit and there's going to be something that comes out of me that you can grab a hold of, take into you, and you're going to receive nourishment from it. God's going to change something about you, same thing he changed about me, because let's face it, we ain't none of us no different. We all got issues, all of us. And God has shown us how to come up out of those issues and not let those things control our life. So he tells us right there that if we will get rooted and grounded in his place, we're going to flourish. We're going to bear fruit in our old age. Hallelujah. We're going to be fat, huh? Yeah. Well, there's seed in every fruit. And so that fruit should be bearing itself. Yes, that's good, Apostle. You don't have to produce it if you're planted. And I, I, I always, when we first started hearing that, I was like, it, you know, sometimes God shows me things and it's kind of cartoonish. You know what I'm saying? And I could just see us going and trying to pop an orange out. You know, I mean, it don't work that way, you know. <laughs> God, has to, God has to take us to those, through the process and and. And, you know, because whenever you plant a seed, there's a process that thing goes through. It don't ju you don't throw it in the ground and cover it up, pour a little water on it, and some sunshine. And the very next morning, you've got a full-grown plant that's got full-grown fruits. You know, there's a process. There's a dying process that that seed has to go through. Oh, now there she goes again. There's a time you don't even see that. You are covered up. Set aside, God's working, God's moving. And sometimes we get a little anxious in those places, except especially when we know there's a call, you know, and I just want to do what God's saying. I need, I need to let God work on me. Because Apostle Aline told us a long time ago in the prayer one day, she said that if you don't stay in this prayer and let God work in you, then the enemy is going to use what's in you as a launching point to destroy not only you, but those who follow you. It's never about me. Never, ever, ever is it just about me. It's always about those that I am going to influence or those that are looking at me or those that I'm going to be teaching my kids. Okay? It's, it's never about just me. Thank you, Jesus. We might as well just get that right off the bat. It's not about just me. What I do affects generations, really. What I do, what I do affects others, not just me. Even if I'm not in Christ, when I'm in the world, what I do affects others. Amen. Amen. We are designed by God to produce. So we're going to produce something. Some kind. My fruit's either going to be rotten <laughs> or it's going to be good, you know. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So last week we, we saw where God gives a person the vision for the ministry. He doesn't give 14 people. He gives a person, the leader, the vision for the ministry. And in that... The, the leader tells what God said, and people grab a hold of, they pull that into them, they come alongside, they grab that vision, and they run with it. And 
Some people are called to visions. Okay. So um, we saw that um, God told Moses that he had heard the cry. Remember, that was important. He heard the cry of his people, and he came to deliver them. And he going to use Moses to do it. And Moses said, ubba dubba 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 I can't. And how many of us say that? Every one of us. Because if God says, I'm fixing to use you to set the nation free, and I go, yes, I've been waiting on you, God. <laughs> I better check myself or I wreck myself and everybody else around me. Amen. <laughs> yeah, boy. Thank you, Jesus. So we see that um, he said, I'm going to send you, I'm going to bring you out of Egypt, which is bondage, and I'm going to bring you into a land that's flowing with milk and honey, a land where all your prayers are answered. My goodness, <laughs> that right there. I'm going to bring you into this land, and, and I'm going to deliver these giants, these ites, I'm going to deliver them into your hand, but you got to drive them out. Does anybody remember what an ite is? Shout them out. Rebellion. Selfishness. Pride. Lust. Yes. Works of the flesh. Unforgiveness. Offenses. Bitterness, come on, y'all. We know our ites, don't we? Rage. Everything that's just aight. Yeah, we aight. It's aight. Oh, there's some mean devils. Mean ones. And we saw that these were literal giants. Literal giants in the land. And yes, sir, you want to say something? Comfort. Well, comfort is an ite. I like that one. Microphone. I like comfort because, you know, I'm comfortable in it. I don't want to rock the boat. I saw when you said um, they're giants. And the reason why they're giants is because those things we just named, we've been feeding them and feeding <laughs> well, them for yeah. a long time. Yep. And they've grown so big. And we think sometimes we're just like, oh, we're just going to. Ah, nah, nah. <laughs> yeah, stronghold is a fortified place. It's fortified. It is a strong hold. We have fed that pig so long till that pig has got territory. And that pig says, mm-mm, this is my house. And I ain't going nowhere. And it takes me and the Holy Ghost to drive that thing out to tear down the walls of that stronghold and drive that thing out. But one thing about this ministry is we don't just deal with fruit. We deal with root. Because you can chop off a, a, a branch. You can even chop a tree down. And that joker coming back. You have to get the root. Because whenever we moved out where we are, there was this big, there was this holly bush. And um, it was just a regular size holly bush. Well, this year, that joker was 40 feet. I don't know exactly how tall. It was huge. You couldn't see the field, you know, on the other side of it. You couldn't see anything. So Hunter cut it down. Well, he just, he cut it down almost even with the ground. I mean, there wasn't this much of the stump left. But guess what? It's this tall. Because he didn't get the root. And we got to get the root. We got to dig down and get the root. And see, we don't see the root. We don't see that. Holy Ghost has to show that to us. Because I can deal with um, why I smoke cigarettes. I can deal with that. And I can tell that thing, get out of me in the name of Jesus. I ain't smoking these cigarettes no more. I ain't doing it no more. And, and put them, I can throw them away. I did. I threw them away. I can't tell you how much money I wasted. Not just on the cigarette, but throwing the darn things away. Because I'm going to go buy some more. I did that for years. For years. Because I really wanted to not do it. But there was something in me that that, it was a stronghold that that kept, no, I got a right to be here. 
and it kept putting, I would not, um, one thing is overcome the urge to do it. I would just give in, you know, because it always hits you. The enemy comes at a weak point. He doesn't come to you and tempt you when you're strong and you just got out the word. (laughs) He don't do that. He waits until there's something going on. You're at a weak moment. Things are going crazy in your life right now. And then he hits you. Y'all remember that we learned what Diablo means. And it's Diablo actually is the action of the devil. And he sits there with something and he goes until he penetrates. He throws a little ball at you at your forehead until he penetrates. That's his job, that, and he does it so well. He's real good at it. The word calls him a worthy adversary. He's not something that I just, you know, it's flippant. <laughs> he plays ping pong with my head until I can't take it no more. <laughs> Sometimes I got to hook up with some people. You know, that's why we're not an island to ourselves. We need each other. And it, at all the time we need each other, but especially when I'm trying to come out of something. We need to hook up with people who, who right now they're not going through that same thing. And they can help me come out of that same thing and they can speak the word. Yes, sir. One of the reasons why the devil is such a, as the Bible says, is a worthy adversary is that he's patient. He'll wait on you for your guard to let down. He doesn't do a full frontal assault. Yeah. He'll wait in the in the midnight hour when you're not paying attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we gotta outweigh him, and we and and one thing with me is that c- I received some deliverances. Okay. And then, and God starts strengthening you when after some of these things come out of you, he starts strengthening you. And then that relationship with him has to become much more important than my comfort, than me doing what I've always done, you know. So, and it is a fight. Ephesians 6 says that we don't wrestle with flesh and blood. My fight's not with Colby. My fight is with a spirit, a power, a principality, a wicked spirits in high places. There is a battle. We are all in a war, whether we believe it or not. And if you don't believe it or you don't fight, you're already overtaken. And so we're coming out of Egypt. We're coming out of that bondage. And God is bringing us over here where he's teaching us how to fight. And, and he told Pastor Eileen, I want you to build me an army that knows how to live in victory. So we had to get an army mentality. That's not real good when we're entitled. <laughs> That's not good whenever I come out of being spoiled and, you know, having everything my way and, and doing what I want to do when I want to do it at all times. Yeah, when self is on the throne. And that is the biggest it. Ever. It was the biggest in me is self because I'm so important and my feelings are important. And th- they are. I'm just talking about me, you know. I got to put that mess down. My feelings lie to me. My feelings are not real. My feelings are governed by the flesh. Okay? And the flesh, this mind, is an enemy of God. I have to learn how to get hooked up in the spirit. Right here. This is where he lives. Right here. The Hebrews calls this the seat. This right here is where the real man is. Where the real man lives is right here. That's why when something's going on, all of a sudden, you're not sick. You don't, but you feel. You feel something. You feel it right here when things ain't right. Yeah, when he talks about your heart, he's talking about, it's not talking about that organ, that muscle that beats. He's talking about right here, the seed of man. 
This is where real man lives. And Holy Ghost lives right here. Right here. Actually, it said it calls in the bowels. In the bowels of man. Yeah, it does. And you can feel it when it's when it's not right right here. Toby. I just see that um, you know, our spirit is what our stomach is. And when we fast, we're denying this flesh, this thing that's rose up in us. We're denying it for more of God. And we allow that thing. That's why the Bible says that some of these only come out with prayer and fasting. As we fast for that thing to die, that thing in us that tries to rise up. We've tried in our own selfish ways, trying to overcome it, overcome it, and it's, it's built a stronghold. And when we fast, we deny this flesh and allow that desire to die yeah. and fill ourselves with prayer and the word to overcome. Amen. Um, We're not going to talk about fasting. <laughs> but we need to talk about fasting because Jesus didn't say if you fast. He said when you fast. So, I mean, it, it has to become a part of our life. And we take that step by step. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. We saw in Jeremiah 1.10 where he has set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to pull down, to throw down, to pluck up, to build and to plant. So he's already set us into the position for us to tear these things up. The enemy just tries to portray himself as so much bigger than us. But we got to get a revelation of who we are in Christ Jesus and who Christ Jesus is in us. And, and this house right here, this is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And, and Holy Ghost don't share. He don't share. So when that Holy Ghost comes in, he's driving them things out. <laughs> I'm excited about it. Thank you, Jesus. Because I remember where I was when I came here. I don't like that person very much at all. Let's look at Numbers chapter 33. We'll start in 52. This, you know, they have little headings. And this heading over this, this part of the chapter is instructions for the conquest of Canaan. That's where all them ites were. That's the promised land. That's me living in victory. That's me getting all my prayers answered. That's me having my, my marriage. That's me having my children. That's me winning souls. That's me doing what God called me to do. That, that's what that is. Okay. Verse 52, it says, Then you shall drive out all the inhabitants of the land from before you. He's telling you what you're going to do. When you come to him and you have uh, rage or you have destruction on your life or poverty, you just can't ever come out of this thing. It's like it don't matter how much money I make. My money's just gone and everything breaks. That's a spirit, and it's in us, not just around us, it's in us. Sometimes we learn it just by its learned behavior. Sometimes it's a mindset. Sometimes it's just, you know, because that's the way my example always lives. Sometimes it's a generational thing. We got to get in prayer find out what's going on. But he said right here, he said right here, you're going to drive out all the inhabitants of this land from before you. Destroy all their engraved stones. Demolish all their high places. Ha! Destroy all their molded images. You shall dispossess the inhabitants of the land and dwell in it, for I have given you this land to possess. He has given us us to possess. And then my sphere of activity I start moving out, and I start taking possession of my family. And I start taking possession of my friends, my close ones. And I start taking possession of my job, my community, my neighborhood. Next thing you know, 
We on Facebook Live in Africa. Come on, y'all. Who would have ever thought? Who? Who would have ever thought we'd be doing it? We, that we would be school of ministry in, in the United Kingdom. Ah! Oh, my God! Thank you, Jesus! Okay, let's look at verse 55. Oh, sorry, guys. Not really. It says, but if you do not drive out the inhabitants of the land from before you, then it shall be that those whom you let remain. Y'all hear what I say? If you don't drive them out, then the ones that you let remain shall be irritants in your eye and thorns in your side, and they will harass you in the land where you dwell. So it's up to me, 100%, it's up to me to drive these things out. And you are in the perfect place for that to happen. <laughs> I don't know, it's exciting that, that I don't have to stay this way. I can be free. I can live in 100% victory. Because, you know, Pastor Eileen, she's the, one, she's the one that taught us this. And she'd come in here. And, and she'd be fire, there'd be fire coming out of her eyes every Sunday. Every Wednesday there's fire and she's tearing it up and the anointing's all over her and, and truth is coming out, you know. And um, one day I come up here to pray. We, we stopped having prayer for a whole year because <laughs> we have a tendency to pull on others instead of get God for ourselves. And so she just, she just cut the prayer out, no prayer. And if you want to pray, then you come up here and pray, but, you know. And so I come up here one day, and she was laying right over there, and um, she was crying out to God. And it was real personal, you know. And it's like that's the day that I realized, oh, my word, <laughs> she goes through stuff. And it was hard. It was, it was hard. It was serious stuff that she was praying about. But we didn't see that. We saw victory. She comes in here, and she's, all, she's on, you know, which is what we're supposed to be. We come in here, and it doesn't matter what happened 35 minutes ago at the house. I come in here, and I separate the spirit and the flesh, and we go on with what God wants to do. And so that's, we have to just see that everyone, everyone has things that they go through, and, and they're serious things. But God gives us the ability, it's called grace, to rise above and to go on with what he says. And these things will be taken care of. We don't ignore them, but they will be taken care of. And when I go on with his plan, he just steps in there and he starts fixing my stuff. And that's the truth. That's the truth. Okay, um... In these notes, and we're not going to go through this, but, you know, she always taught us that we, there needs to be something in it for us, you know, for us to do this. And in Revelation, if you look through Revelations 2 and 3 and um, 21, you see all of these rewards, all of these crowns for overcoming. And what am I supposed to overcome? The ites. I have to overcome the ites. And things cannot be... Right. I got to drive them out. But when I do, I get a reward. Yay. And I get an anointing. And God starts helping me and he starts breaking yokes because I pushed through that thing and I came through that thing and I, I allowed him to work in me and I overcome this thing and I get an anointing to help you. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. And we saw where in Numbers, Caleb had a different spirit, right? The spirit of the vision was upon him. But I want to read that one because we got to have a little bit more than just me. So, oops, I turned the page. Numbers, let me go. Numbers 14, 24. Numbers 14 and 24. And remember what we said a while ago that it's, it's never just about me. In verse 24, it says, But my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit in him and was followed and has followed me fully, 
He obeyed God fully. He said, I will bring him into the land where he went, and his descendants shall inherit it. <laughs> it's more than just me. If I will grab a hold of this vision and I will allow God to work in me and I will obey him in all that he tells me to do, my kids will also possess their land. Thank you, Jesus. My kids, because God's a good God and his covenant goes to a thousand generations. Amen. So if I... If I grab a hold of the vision and I let the spirit of the vision come upon me and I obey God, my kids will also. That's worth it for me. Andy. Pastor Barbara, it's interesting. I keep hearing the word inheritance coming out of your mouth. Yes. And uh, Rhonda and I, we were reading today in uh, Psalms 47. In uh, Psalms 47, ver starting at verse 3 to 4. He shall subdue the people under us and the nations under our feet. He shall choose our inheritance for us, the excellence of Jacob, whom he loved. Amen. <laughs> Thank you for our inheritance, God, and that we are the inheritance of Jesus. You know, I want, I want him to have all of his inheritance. I want him to have every single thing. Let's... Um, Let's go over and look at Exodus 20, and we're going to start talking about roots, okay? The word says, um, and I don't remember where it was at because it just came to me, be careful that a root of bitterness, is in Hebrews, isn't it? That a root of bitterness doesn't spring up in you because it will defile many. It's never just me. Never. It will defile many. But if I take care of it, my kids, my kids is going to come in. Okay, Exodus 20 and verse 12, and then we're going to flip over to Ephesians 6. Okay, Exodus 20 and verse 12, it says, Honor your father and mother that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. This is one of the Ten Commandments. Honor your father and your mother. Now let's go over to Ephesians 6. My Ephesians is coming apart. Because I do, like I've been putting my armor on, yes. And I do love Ephesians. Ephesians is, I think you, you can stay saved just reading Ephesians. Pulling Ephesians into you. Okay, verse 2. It says, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth and then it does go on down and says fathers don't provoke your children because he knows that when fathers provoke their children unto wrath they judge him and a law of God sets up bam right there and Matthew talks about what you judge <laughs> you're going to be judged by Galatians says God is not mocked whatever a man sows that is what he's going to reap. So if I sow a judgment, then I'm going to reap that judgment. But we're going to talk about what, how do I sow a judgment? What is that? How do I dishonor? Well, honor, honor means to value. It, it means that, that um, I have to be considerate of them. Um, it, it, I have to respect them. I have to count them as precious, even if they're wrong. It doesn't say if mama and daddy act right, then we honor them. And I know people don't, we don't like this, we don't like this part of the teaching. But this is really where the rubber meets the road. And this is the nuts and bolts of it. And, and every single area in my life where it was not going well with me traced it right back to a place where I dishonored my mother or father and dishonoring them doesn't mean that I jump up and beat them up 
It's not that. If you did that, you were taken out and stoned. Thank you, Jesus. We live in today. You know, my uncle, one time my grandmother was fixing to whoop him. And he was 15, something like that. My mamma was a little bitty, she a little bitty woman. But now, I was telling him the other day, she, she got the butcher knife. And she said, y'all better not move. Because if you do, I'm going to cut you. And she whipped us with a but She whipped me one time. One time. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm smart, honey. She whipped me one time with that butcher knife. You know, whap. Anyway, she wasn't getting a butcher knife after my uncle. She was getting a belt. But he told her she couldn't do that because he had learned in school. Well, that he had some rights. And if his mom and daddy was going to beat him, the law could be called. And so that's what he told her. I'll call the cops. And she said, well, you better call, tell them to bring an ambulance because one of us is going to need it. She a little bitty thing, you know, but she fixing. I felt I felt like then she was breaking the butcher knife out. <laughs> well, I'm gonna cut somebody. You go ahead and call the law. That is dishonor. That's dishonor. Even if she just wanted to whoop him because she's having a bad day. Oh, I know. This is just. I feel it. <laughs> I feel it. <laughs> because our parents don't act right. Because our parents manipulate. Come on. Because our parents have stuff in them that God has not fixed. Because our parents are evil in some cases. Because our parents are not right. Because our parents have been beat down. Because our parents have had the devil go boom, 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 boom. Until he penetrated. And they gave in to whatever. Our parents have done the same thing. I have done the same thing to my children. I disciplined them out of anger. I disciplined them out of my own frustration. I said things to them that I would never in a thousand years say to them today. Yeah. And even sometimes what they did was allowing the enemy to use them. And they did things to their children. That was the enemy. And so it's real. It's a line. It's a fine line right there. How I go through something like that. How? And not allow a judgment to come into my heart about them. Because you are wrong. What you just did was wrong. And some of it was terrible. I'm not negating any of that. But we have to let God heal us. And we have to let forgiveness come into me, come into my heart, even when what they did was wrong. And some of it was wrong. Some of it was just they don't know how to parent any more than I do. And they just doing the best they can do. And some of these people, some were raised up in hard times, and they were nothing more than a workman. That's all they were. They weren't loved. They weren't nurtured. They weren't, um, if y'all, y'all know Jimmy Houston, is that his name? Um, he's a pastor in Texas, and he teaches a lot on relationship and family and how his daddy was just, he didn't. He did not even talk to him. You know, he worked all the time. When he come home, he was tired, and you were quiet, and you don't disturb him. He didn't have any kind of relationship. Daddy was never at a ball game. He was never at anything that he did. Um, and he just really grew up resenting his father because his father was not there. Now, see, sometimes fathers are not there. Sometimes you wish they weren't. <laughs> But his father just wasn't there for him. And he did not learn until he was grown that when his father was a little boy growing up, he slept outside 12 months of the year. And when it was cold, he would go into the barn and sleep with the horses. They had one sister that got to sleep in the house. And all of them hated her. I can imagine. <laughs> You know, but th that's how judgments come. We don't know what they went through. 
judgments. You know people who are raised by alcoholics, and they hate it. I'll never, I'll never do that. I'll never do that to my kid. I'll ne- that right there is where judgment comes in, right there. Because you are perceiving the situation the way you perceive it. And how many people who say, I hated that about my daddy. I hated it. And they end up doing the exact same thing. Judge not, lest you be judged. It sets up a law in us. That's how sexual abusers become sexual abusers. Because it's wrong when they put their hands on you. It's wrong. It is Satan. That's what it is. And we don't know how to process it. You don't know how to process that when someone who's supposed to love you and nurture you and protect you and take care of you is the one who is abusing you or the one who turns their head and allows it to happen. It's the same, same thing. And we don't know how to process that. So, so I, of course, judge them. Of course I do. Fathers, provoke not your children to wrath. Pastor, can I give an example? Yes, of ma'am. This kind of lesson could go on a little longer. It it's can. so good. <laughs> um, but it's Thanksgiving time, and I want to share this. Me and Tim had been married for several several years, and then his mama invited him to Thanksgiving, me and him, but my kids couldn't come. Now, they're still living at home. <laughs> and, I mean, I didn't know how to take that, yeah. you know, because all the other family and grandkids would be there. And I'm like, God, I don't, I don't know how to take this. But I didn't know. And then for a few years, Tim went over there with his family, and I went to Julie's and Mama's until I said something to him. You know, I told him we're not going to live like this, and we can, we can all go, whatever's convenient for her, whatever. But I didn't realize that when she was a young girl, her and her sister, the parents couldn't feed them, so they took them to work at someone's house and they slept on the porch yeah. they had their beds on the front porch and in the cold and the and so when you we judge them without like you're saying without knowing any history yeah. so god give us grace to, for people to look past what yes. they're doing yes and know there's a reason they're doing it yeah. yes and and that's what this prayer does the lord he, we get into prayer because there's things going on in me and I don't know why I act this way and I don't want to act like this and, and I don't want to be like this. And, you know, and so we get into the prayer and Holy Spirit then reveals to us where we judged mom or dad or authority figure and, and where we made that decision out of the perception of what was happening to me. And whenever that decision is made, then it, it comes into us and, and, it, and it becomes a law. And I become either the opposite and I drive myself to do this, you know, because I'm not doing this, or I become this. Does that make sense? So we have to let the Holy Spirit bring us to a place of forgiveness. Because I don't know what. It does not make it right that they had a hard time. It does not make it right. It doesn't make it right that they were probably sexually abused. And that's the reason they did it to me. That doesn't make it right. But we've got to come to the place, and only Holy Spirit can bring us to that place where I can forgive them for doing the wrong thing that they did. I can forgive them healing can come into my heart and I can set them free and then the next thing you know <laughs> that judgment all of that bitterness comes out of me and my life is changed thank you Jesus and I'm telling you for a few days you won't even know how to act you won't know how to think you're like oh my god 
like me is not here anymore, you know, because we, we become so comfortable with everything that's in us because we grew up with it. Most of you, I told y'all last week that mine, that fear in me, I was a baby in the crib. You know, I, don't, I, I grew up with that thing. And so for probably 40 years, it was, it was here. It was with me, functioning with me. It was part of me. And Adam, hang on just one second. Microphone's coming. I just wanted to share a little testimony I had um, being here. Um, a spirit of rage came in me, and it came in me through watching my daddy put his hands on my mama in my earlier childhood. Yeah. And I couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. And and it's got a lot to do with what you're preaching because my daddy was beat as a kid. Yeah. And yeah. abused physically. Mm -hmm. And so when he became a man, he was abu an abusive man. Mm -hmm. And when I saw him do that, I judged in my heart. Um, you know, I'll never be, mm -hmm. I'll never hit nobody or, or be as mad as my daddy was that day. Mm -hmm. And then grew up fighting and going to prison and, and, and building things up in my life just to watch them just yeah. destroy them. And, yeah. and it was a spirit of rage. And when that thing came out of me, I, ha I made a meeting with Apostle, and that thing came out of me. We got the root of that thing. And you're right, for three, for like a couple weeks, I didn't know what <laughs> yeah. to do with myself because yeah. stuff would come my way to try to make me mad, and I'd be like, what is that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let's do something about that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Right. <laughs> yeah, Old man. Adam would have took care of this. Come on. Thank God he sets us free from those things. And he sets us free from those judgments. And, and I, can, I can walk in freedom. And I don't have to be under the control of rage. I don't have to be under the control of a spirit. I don't have to be. I don't have to be controlled by fear where I cannot do what God has called me to do. I cannot parent the way I'm supposed to parent by the Spirit of God. I can't do those things when those spirits are in here. And I know, I know, I know when we get saved, everything, you know, it is. The Word says, behold, all things are new. You're a new creation. And it is. My spirit man just come alive. My spirit man just <laughs> came alive to Jesus Christ. And everything that he is and everything that he is was deposited into me right then. And he has given me all things that pertain to life and godliness. And he gave me the ability and the grace to overcome this stuff. But if I don't know what's going on, sometimes God tries to teach us, but I'm like, you know, I don't understand this stuff. And he brings other people along. And they say, look, this is where I come from. This is what happened to me. And we're like, oh, my God, you mean I really can't get free of this thing? And so God helps us because Holy Spirit does not share his temple with evil. Yes, ma'am, Miss Shay. Okay, my mom never calls y'all, and she called because God, the devil didn't want me to hear what was being said today because they sold my trailer, and I called yesterday and thought I'd handled getting it disconnected. Well, they hadn't, and you can hear my dad because we don't talk. You can hear him in the background cussing my mom because I didn't do what I was supposed to, according to him. But y'all know I was able to remain calm and just handle this situation and that never happens yes thank you jesus but i got that done and got back in here to hear what you had to say because i need to hear what he had what would need to be said about him yeah. about honoring your family yeah yeah and god will bring you to that place where he can heal all of that because there's wounds there's deep deep wounds in us and we don't understand you know and god will heal those things thank you jesus He'll heal all those places and set us free from that. 
Thank you, Jesus. And we're going we're going we're going to pray. We're going to pray. Because he don't want he don't want you getting free. In the name of Jesus, Sunday. See, we just come against this attack in the name of Jesus. We come against you right now in Jesus' name. And we drive you out of this place. You get off of these new people. We bind you up in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And God, we just ask you to release your grace. Up on them, God. Release your grace up on them, God, that you can bring them through this thing right here, God, and set them free in Jesus' name. Yes. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And the impartation, y'all, the impartation for this vision is coming up on us today, okay? And that thing is that thing right there. That see, that's that other spirit that was on Caleb, and that thing right there is going to bring us in to to getting everything taken care of and getting free from all of this stuff. Hey, thank you, Jesus. He's going to deal with all of that bitter, all of that bitter root, all of it, all of it, all of it. In Jesus' name, Hallelujah. What time is it? Because I want to pray now. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. So this, th this teaching really never ends. It, it does not end. And we just have to keep, whenever you feel stuff stirring up in you, call one of us. And we'll come to the altar and we'll get in prayer and we'll see what God's saying. And God's going to set us free from these things. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So right now, I just want to say, um, to just come up, if you want the spirit of this vision to come up on you, the impartation of this vision, then come up here and let's, let's pray. Let's pray. Thank you again for tuning in with us. If this word ministered to you, please consider sowing a seed to Freedom Ministries at freedomministriescrossit.com. We have made it available to you on the giving page. Thank you again. Go and be blessed in Jesus' name.